this has been uh, a long protracted course and what the vaccine does it sort of it sets the clock where we start taking that identity of 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 being in recovery rather than just being a victim it just gives a level of optimism so we can actually you know take a big step uh, against a, a disaster like this Welcome to 20-Minute Health Talk, where some of the brightest minds in healthcare help us break down the latest news and developments. I'm your host, Rob Hoyle. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Gazuski, as always. And today, our special guests are Dr. Manish Sapra, who's the Executive Director of the Behavioral Health Service Line for Northwell Health. And joining us virtually today is Dr. Mayer Bellison, the Director for the Center for Traumatic Stress, Resilience, and Recovery. The pandemic has been with us for a long time, and it's really taking a toll on our mental health. We're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but how are we helping people get through this? That's so true. It's it's just been a very long grind and, um, you know, we're almost uh, closing to about a year of, of dealing with this. And, you know, the, the effect on our mental health has been different based on where we were on this, right? So when, when it started, we were worried about our health. We were worried about our hospitals filling up with, uh, you know, patients and, and, uh, panicking about our own mortality and, and, uh, in dealing with, uh, loss and grief in our families, in our communities, it affected our work, uh, you know, schooling for our kids. It affected our finances. It, it's affected our communities with job losses, with economic issues, you know, we've been uh, seeing this as professionals, you know, uh, treating individuals that there has been a different level of stress, a different level of, you know, response to that. And uh, overall, you know, this has left us quite fatigued at this time. Well, how do we get through that fatigue? And this, this question is for either of you. What do you guys recommend in terms of if you are feeling the fatigue and stress, what, what can people do? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, Chris. And uh, you know, this has been a, a big part of our focus over time. I think as as Dr. Sapro was indicating, you know, these stressors have just been uh, chronic. Uh, you know, many past kinds of events and disasters. Sometimes you know, it's an acute phase, and then uh, then it, it subsides. But you know, this is ongoing. Um, you know, of a significant long duration that we're dealing with. And you know, in, in our program, we've been emphasizing uh, certain principles that we know are helpful in recovering from stress. And the, the key point is to, to break the grip of stress when we notice it um, emerging. If your stress is rising, then knowing that you can turn to certain um, tips and techniques to help you, everything from calming your body with relaxation exercises, breathing exercises, taking an opportunity to go for a walk, to also, you know, thinking about connecting with um, peers and loved ones and trying to problem solve any of the difficulties that are emerging, such as uh, the financial difficulties that we may be facing, childcare difficulties, all of that, and and maintaining um, a, a, a an outlook of uh, optimism and hope, even while uh, going through all of these difficulties. Dr. Sapra, how has the vaccine um, helped, you know, us from a, from a mental health standpoint? So what the vaccine does, it sort of sets that a clock now that, okay, we have uh, something 
which is going to confront this virus, which is going to confront the, the flow of this virus in our communities. And we will be now reaching, you know, the, uh, as you said, the light at the end of the tunnel. It sets the clock where we start taking that identity of, of, of being in recovery rather than just being a victim. Um, and, and I think that's important psychologically. I read recently an article that you had penned about the steps uh, of recovery. Could you just talk about those steps and, and you know and what they are? Yeah. So so you know in psychiatry there's this recovery model which has been endorsed by um, by government agencies like SAMHSA, um, and and there are important elements uh, of this recovery phase that that individuals go through. And I I thought it was interesting to look at it in the lens of the pandemic and, and to translate that. Um, and, and the key points there are, you know, the first is hope, which, which is not just a wish, like, you know, that things will get better, but actually a belief, like truly believing that, you know, we have vaccinations, we have science, we have uh, doctors and nurses with experiences in dealing with this. And we, as a, as a community, are figuring out our way back. And that belief, I fully feel, is like, you know, settling in now. Um, and, and that's the power of hope, which because your recovery really cannot start without that. Uh, another key element is, um, you know, treating each other with respect, understanding, uh, as I said uh, earlier, uh, that people will have different responses to, to the stresses of the pandemic. How do we give space to each other as they deal with it and help them dealing with it for recovery? So, I mean, there are, there are other principles, but I think those are the key, key points that I wanted to put together uh, to see what we can we learn from the mental health recovery journey um, and, and, and translate that uh, to, to the community as a whole. So, Dr. Bellison, what comes to mind when you hear that? You know, I think that those principles are um, essential also for uh, girding ourselves in an ongoing way. Uh, with managing stress, uh, I, I want to underscore Dr. Sapra's earlier, you know, point at the outset of, uh, you know, hope, um, and also uh, the the elements of peer recovery. Uh, peer support is, as we know, as well as actually a critical piece of. Um, it's one of the most robust protective factors in uh, protecting against stress and in promoting recovery. The literature finds that in many ways it protects against mental health difficulties and it protects against suicide and thinking of connection in, in all the ways that we can recognizing our solidarity in this crisis is is really important. Yeah, some of the things, Dr. Bellison, maybe you can answer this one, but like, you know, you, you start to to build a resilience and you start to get a routine and then something happens, a curveball comes at you, maybe a parent gets it um, and and now you're stressed out about that. So what what services are available for those who are struggling with anxiety and, and, and stress? I think that's, a, you know, an important point to think about, uh, you know, how really the, the, the pandemic continues to throw uh, new twists and turns at us. And, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, the points that you, you were talking about earlier are, are on target about how we, we have certain tools um, that are being um, put into practice to help instill and develop the hope uh, towards recovery. And I, I like to emphasize when we think about responding to stress, uh, I think two important points uh, of, of, of thinking about supporting people. One is building resilience and the other is 
is treatment. And you know, the idea is that 100% of people really will be impacted by stress. That's just natural as part of stress. So building resilience is about um, thinking about what works for you to be able to adapt through or bounce forward because you will be impacted and knowing how to uh, respond to when stressors come up and problem solve for situations that are arising and what works for you in managing stress. And, you know, that is something that uh, behavioral health providers are able to support people uh, with doing. There are also, um, there's good information um, online and many, many resources you could find both with, with the CDC, with uh, the Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration and uh, around uh, how to cope with stress. And then on the other side, when stress leads to uh, feeling more symptoms of anxiety and depression, it would be appropriate, I think, to reach out for some uh, more one-to-one -one support and counseling. And there are a number of ways to do that. There are national lines, uh, such as the SAMHSA treatment locator that you can look out, uh, look up. Uh, but also, if you connect with a primary care provider, they should be able to guide you to the appropriate resources. And so either it could be counseling, sometimes it could be medication if the anxiety and, uh, and, and depressive symptoms are, are, are too intense. And I, and I have to say, like, there is no, no health without mental health. So I think one has to just put that in the program and say, you know, we're going to take care of this also, because if I am thinking right, I'm doing it right. I'm going to be present for myself, for my family, for my community, and I'm going to be helpful in 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 the path of recovery. So I, I that's 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 an important message, and I hope people understand that and take take care of their mental health needs. Yeah, given that, uh, you know, we we do a segment here on Twenty Minute Health Talk called um, Up at Night. So given what you guys have experienced during this past year and the messages you guys are, you know, conveying today, what 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 is keeping you guys up at night? Um, I think what's keeping me up at night is 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 the the prevalence of of you know depression, anxiety, uh, uh, the other causes of of the pandemic. You know, as re as related to mental health, have been you know rise in in a substance use. Uh, people just being locked in a ho their homes and and not having access to to usual. Um, uh, AIDS in, in helping them with recovery uh, with, with those things, uh, rise in domestic violence, uh, and then the the social determinants of health like uh, housing and uh, and food insecurity and, and joblessness, which have you know all all the results of the pandemic. It it is it's it sort of uh, creates a picture where we may be looking at another pandemic in mental health services, um, you know and I want to make sure that we have services available and we reach out to people and, and are able to provide the right help that they need at this time and in the future. Dr. Bellison, what keeps you up at night? I would say, you know, really along the same lines. I think that the, uh, the scope of difficulties that we're facing is, is, is really large. And uh, I think even, you know, now while we're still in the midst of dealing uh, with the uh, acuity and the chronicity of, of the pandemic, people are, are, are in many ways, uh, I think, still trying to triage what their needs are and how they can focus on that. Um, 
what we find often is that after you know that that after disasters pass, that's when we see even more engagement at times with um, with behavioral health supports. And so while you know symptoms and the prevalence is increasing and people are reaching out, I think you know we worry that you know, over time there could be even more need that gets uh, you know I, I want to make sure that we have the ability to meet that need and that we um, also are engaging people with where they're at to make sure that they um, have the access and in the ways that they want uh, to access care. I would think that, you know, just playing off what you said, like, you know, we, we've been kind of powerless in this, but I think that's one thing that could give us power. Does you guys find when people come and seek help that gives them a little bit more control and helps them to, to manage things a little bit better? Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, uh, as I said earlier, this, this gives you a different framework of mind. It, you're not just, you know, uh, uh, sitting there suffering, but you're doing something about it. And not only are you doing something for yourself, you, you know, in a way you're actually helping out, uh, people you care about, uh, and your communities when you're taking care of yourself. A part of taking care of yourself is actually uh, connecting with others. This is a big part of our treatment, uh, strategy and, and, and when you're connecting with others, you're not just helping yourself, you're helping others too. Moving along here, we also do a segment called Knee Jerk Reaction. We're gonna say a word or a phrase. We wanna get both of your uh, your opinions on the, the word or the phrase, so I'll kick it off. Telehealth slash telepsych. Telepsych has been great uh, to, to to us during this pandemic, it has uh, it was something that we were working on pre-pandemic. You know, trying to, uh, to provide uh, treatment to our patients through video conferencing, uh, and we were you know gradually increasing our services as we provide that. But overnight, everybody became telepsychiatrists uh, during the pandemic, and and you know the technology has been really helpful in reaching out uh, to our patients, and perhaps more so than we were available to them. Uh, pre-pandemic. And Dr. Bellison, I would feel like that gives people a little bit more of ability to open up, not having to get into a car and drive and sitting in a waiting room, but be able to to talk open and freely from their home. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's tremendously opened up access and has transformed healthcare. Uh, for many people, it makes it so much easier to engage uh, I will point out that there is also a subset of folks, you know, as well that still really want and prefer that in-person uh, connection, uh, and uh, you know, some also for providers, always providing telehealth can, you know, create its own challenges. Uh, but on the whole, it's uh, another, you know, it's a tremendous tool uh, and uh, transformation uh, for healthcare that, you know. This pandemic, you know, has has ushered in uh, some new opportunities. All right, getting back to uh, the the lightning round here for the immediate response. So, uh, kind of just touched on this, but connecting with patients, connecting with patients uh, is is the most important thing. We're trying to do best um, uh, our our to create a welcoming environments to outreach them. Uh, but I think it's patients connecting with each other. That's that's a big uh, part of, of peer support and recovery, and we're also focusing on that. Dr. Bellison, what comes to mind when rise in depression and anxiety? You hear that? Uh, 
that it's upsetting and we need to focus a lot more attention on this and uh, and resources to, to, to help address the needs. Great. Manish, coping? Coping is uh, us all coming together and, and working together to deal with this. Dr. Bellison, the vaccine. Uh, this has been a, a source of hope for many of us. Friends and family. Um, most important, and we know them as uh, even more important uh, during this pandemic. Yeah, the rocks. Yeah. Frontline workers. Uh, they have been selfless and heroes. Dr. Bellison, what do you think of warm gestures like hugging? Well, I, I can't wait to be able to do that more freely again, and uh, I'm sure many others as well. Dr. Uh, Sapra, recovery. Recovery is a long path, and, and the pandemic is, uh, you know, hopefully at that stage that we are making that turn. Uh, and this one's for both of you. Uh, behavioral health and, you know, where it's heading. I hope it's heading in a good place. I hope people are uh, realizing uh, the, the importance and need of our services, and I hope we're delivering. Uh, I'm inspired by uh, people taking, uh, normalizing uh, mental health challenges. And, uh, you know, I agree that, as was indicated earlier, it's critical to our entire health. Awesome. Well, we're close to the end of our 20-minute health segment, and we always like to end on a positive note. So if you could both answer, what gives you hope? What gives you optimism? And we'll start with you, Dr. Bellison. Well, I think one of the uh, lessons that have come out from uh, these events is while there is uh, significant challenges uh, that uh, COVID-19 has created for us, stressors, uh, mental health difficulties. It's also been inspiring to see uh, our innate resiliencies come to bear, uh, the ways in which we've been able to adapt so many um, systems and services. Uh, just watching even, you know, my own kids go from one day being in school to the next day remote and back to school, you know, really gives me um, hope and uh, optimism for uh, our future. And, you know, the vaccine is another example of that. So, uh, you know, I, I look forward to uh, this providing us um, new tools and insights to address some very longstanding challenges that we've had um, in the field and uh, with, with these issues of uh, mental health difficulties that continue to be um, a concern for us. Yeah, uh, Mayor said this uh, really well. Uh, you know, I, I am amazed by the resiliency that our communities have shown. Uh, and it, it gives me hope that, you know, we all came together in this. We didn't like, you know, um, go in and go all each for themselves kind of a mentality. Uh, we realized uh, the the importance of, of health, but we also realized the importance of, of, of staying connected with each other. And amongst many uh, of these, um, you know, blessings or gifts of this pandemic is that the one, reali one realization of that human-to-human -human interaction, whether it is with your family members, extended family members, or or your neighbors, or, or you know, your uh, work colleagues, uh, when some of that was taken away, how much we missed it. Um, and, and those layers of, of uh, insulation that we have in our social fabric 
um, just understanding that and and working on that and and you know using every way to to get back to that whether using technology or or some other means um, that has given me a lot of hope of of uh, just in humanity and in people coming together to deal with it. It's awesome. Well, Dr. Manish Sapper, thank you so much for joining us on 20 Minute Health Talk. Dr. Mayor Bellison, thank you so much for joining us. And for everybody else who tuned in, thank you so much. Have a great day. Stay safe. Get more expert insight from some of the leading voices in healthcare today. Subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk on Podbean, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts.